things. Nobody wants to come and meet you and ask you that what do you have to contribute. You are the ones that will come and you have to contribute. And when they decided that, hey, you're listening to Spotlight by PSNYPG. Join me for thought-provoking, career-shaping conversations ranging from career advice in and out of pharma, life stories, and everything in between in the company of exceptional pharmacists who are thriving in their careers. If you're looking to develop your ultimate pharmacy career playbook, this is the show you should be listening to. My name is Nelson and I am delighted to be your host. Subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts to stay updated. Hi, I am Nelson and this is Spotlight from PSNYPG. If this is your first time of tuning in, welcome to the Spotlight. And for all our returning listeners, thank you so much for stopping by once again. And um, it is my delight to welcome you to episode 6 of Spotlight from PSNYPG. If you've um, enjoyed coming back here since we started, um, please leave us a rating everywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, also share the podcast so other people can find us. And importantly, please subscribe to the PSNYPG newsletter. You can do that by logging on to psnypg.substack.com. So, on to today's show and then the guest I have on the show today. She's a very interesting personality and um, we've been trying to do this for a while now due to the kind of busy schedule she's had and then we, we are, we're having it happen now and it's um, a really, really, really big delight to be having you here, Ma, this afternoon. So, good afternoon, Ma. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, everyone yeah. listening. Alright, thank you, Ma. So my guest today is um currently the director a director of pharmacy at um the Lagos State University Teaching Hospital Ikeja. She is a member of the Essential Medicine List Committee, the transplant coordinator for the renal transplant team, still at the hospital, and she also serves on the Health Research Ethics Committee of this institution. Um, she was the first pharmacist to serve on this committee in the over two decades of the institution's existence. And um, I am delighted, awfully delighted to have her on the show today. So my guest is um, Dr. Mrs. Mudupe Oyawale, B-Farm, FAMD, MSC FAM, FPC FAM, FPSN, MR5S and uh, so many other things added to that and I think this is almost like the longest intro I've had to do in in a while so thank you thank you so much Ma, for joining me today yeah, thank you for having me yeah and, and like always before I start the first thing I try to do is to get our guests to describe themselves in three words it's it's very tricky I know but I think that's the foot we like to start on mostly well, I'll say that um, I'm a passionate pharmacist, passionate clinical pharmacist, put it that way. And then um, I would say I'm, enger- I'm energetic and I'm a goal getter, very determined. Yeah. yeah, so passionate, energetic, and then a goal getter. So thank you once again, Ma. Um, so to move on into the main crux of the conversation, like I said earlier, what we're trying to do with, with Spotlights is to kind of like look back at your journey 
from where you started to the top presently and then probably to the top where you're still going to <laughs> yeah so um i want to very quickly start by knowing what um growing up was like for you so what was like your childhood where did you grow up where were you born wow. and things around that <laughs> yeah i come from a very fairly large family uh, for the polygamous family actually um i was born a muslim so but growing up was fun because we had quite a lot of us in the house with so many um big brothers and sisters to look forward to you'd be surprised i'm number 30 something wow um, so <laughs> in the family and growing up was really fun i was naughty as a kid but very lovable according to what a lot of people have told me very lovable and always pleasant to play around with but most importantly, I would just like to say that my, my parents, actually my dad, was the type that would always tell you that you can achieve anything you set your mind to do. And as many as we were, it was determined to make sure we get the best in terms of education and our exposure to the world. And I think that's, that, that's a good one for me. It has, really, it has served as like a stepping stone and for me to be able to you know, um, use that as a yardstick to achieve the humble few things I've achieved so yeah, far. There's so many big things, but we'll get to those things as we move on. And you said your father was really inclined towards um, education and all that. So how would you say it played a role in probably you getting to study pharmacy and whatever? Yes, yes. <laughs> I think my dad, I, I think my dad played a role in his own way because my dad was you can't no you can't really say somebody that is very literate like that but he he feels that um, education is something that is important he had that behind his mind and back then but i look so much like him was really close to him and always sitting at his feet to you know get uh, information to get you know wisdom and you know all those things so well, when one of my uncles came around and was like talking about, actually, I wanted to, I, I, I wanted to, uh, be, I, my mind, just like most people when you are growing up, it's like I wanted to become a doctor, you know, a medical doctor, rather, you know. But when an uncle of mine came around from the UK, he was a pharmacist, and you know, he started talking to, and he was telling us along with because i'm always with him like i said so he was telling us about uh, being a pharmacist the advantage of being a pharmacist the you know just generally utilizing pharmacy as a profession so i just so, I, so, I, so my dad just looked back I and mean, then looked down at me while I was sitting by his leg and i playing with his feet and i said Why are you not listening to this person <laughs> i think this pharmacy will be good for you don't you think so he said okay i'll try I'll see, let's see how it goes. But of course, that year I still, um, I, I, I still took jam, my to jump. Yes, medicine. I still wanted to get in for medicine. And I won't say fortunately or unfortunately because I got the IS score even for medicine for that year. But my dad now reminded me that uh, you said you were going to do pharmacy. And then I started uh, finding out more about pharmacy and I felt pharmacy would be a better option. So I now had to yeah, switch and of course because I had my cutoff was even higher than yeah. for pharmacy so it was really very easy for me in 
Obafemi Aolo invested in and I just switched and I ended up farmers and I don't regret it one bit. That's that's very interesting to find out. Getting into medicine and deciding, okay, I need to switch back to yeah. that thing that I decided to say I wanted to do. So, um, getting to a from Yawolo University. So I want to kind of try to understand were there memorable moments in pharmacy ah. school <laughs> that you can probably the share with almighty us. Almighty from Yawolo University. Wow, <laughs> when you finish your exam and you're not sure of anything until. Your result comes out until you see that final list that is always at the at the, um, the basement. They have this basement. That's where they paste our results. Nobody is sure of anything until you see that result and you know that you've passed this and this. You know, that anxiety, that's um, you know that's um, that feeling of uncertainty. That you know, not invest that time. Even with all your reading and know everything you think you have put in there, you are not sure we always say it's not over until it's over so it was really memorable because it helps you to just skip and of course you keep reading and reading but i'll i'll tell you what despite the the should i say the strict um the strictness that comes with the with the academics then it looks like it's just going to just about education education but i i still always find time to do a lot of socials yes that's me i love being so i love i'm a sociable person so i love yeah. interacting a lot so i still find time to do i attend shows i can come back from the show and start reading you know having a way of always and i can crash so those were, those were all very interesting and most of my classmates today they would say that ah that they always wonder how somehow i'm able to scale through but really from Bafemola University, wow, it was really tough, but it was fun all the way. Mm, that, that, that's great. So I, I really kind of get, get it because now you do a lot of things presently and it means that, that that learning process of doing all that in school, you kind of have gotten used to it. And like I said, we'll really get to that as we continue yeah. in the conversation. So Bafemola University, now you were done. What was it like after school? So internship, your first job, and things around that. After school, <laughs> uh, my I my internship with Lagos State um, Government, so Health Service Commission. Then it was Public Service Commission also. So that was where I did too. And that time you do, you work in like five uh, five of the hospitals, five institutions. So once we were always going round. It was some because most of the most of the hospitals then were not this developed actually. Mm-hmm. Most of them because I mean we're talking about about twenty seven years ago. So but um the fact that you are able to contribute your own part into the management of um patients, especially management of drugs. So the little drugs we had around then, you know, the regular the usual uh, pharmacy intern pharmacists wanting to show off the knowledge you have, you know, yeah. that was always there. We had we all having two bit of altercations with some of the uh, doctors <laughs> then because you know you want to correct things, and of course, they are always quick to want to correct and everything. But along the line, being the kind of person that I am, the very sociable, I became friends with quite a lot of them. and you know, was now like a learning curve for me. Especially when you now found out that ah, this person is um, nice and knowledgeable about these things and always have something to contribute yeah. to whatever is going on. Along the line, I was I even got involved in suturing. 
some of them taught me how to suture when I was in the emergency unit. You know, that's the kind of person that I am. I always want everybody around me to know at least know about the little knowledge I have and always willing to learn more. So it was fun. I went around all the five four hospitals and um we showed the medical stores, I think. Yes. So it was fun after that. I went to serve in Bochi. I was yes, bulgy. Like, ah, and I enjoyed myself. Actually, I, I I wanted to. I didn't want to. I let me not say I wanted to. <laughs> I didn't want to. Though my parents wanted me to come down south, you know, they didn't want me to go up north. But being the fun person that I am, I just felt why this would be a very good opportunity to even know Experience. the north very well. Though because I was um, when I was in OAU, that was the time I was the vice president of Pants. I was president of PAN, so I went to Joss one time for PAN's um, PAN's events, yes. I went for PAN's events, so I, I was able to go to North. Of course, we went by road, so we went to Kaduna and all those others. But aside that, I had not been to the North for any reason. So, it was I felt it was a good opportunity to exploit the North, and I sure did. I don't know whether if it was this period now, with everything going on, the insecurity and whatever, I don't know whether I would have wanted to do that. So my parents were like, is that what you want? I said, yes. And I definitely made sure. And because another, maybe I'll, maybe I'll talk about it later. Some other things about me that uh, <laughs> about is that I am um, very industrious. Yes. I even, I have a boutique. Wow. Okay. So as far back as when I was seven, I'll come out, I'll quickly come to Lagos, come with the night bus, buy you know, stuff, clothes, you know, all these uh, Baya and Kara and Ko that they wear in the nuts yeah. and come and buy, sell to all these rich men's wives. Then, well, two weeks after, and go again. That way, I, I made sure it didn't affect my primary assignments. But I was always doing that too. So I enjoyed myself. Yes, my assignment was fun. So, so I'm guessing you also had um, an opportunity to travel different states within I the did. I, I sure did. I sure did. <laughs> I sure did. Because all the states that were. Um, around the actually the my orientation because that time I think we're like the third batch so and that batch was more of uh, medical we were more of medical personnel that did that so it was just few people that were no medical because you know because of the internship housemanship and co so we could not go with our batch so by the time we were ready a lot of uh, most of the people had gone with the two batches. So we're few. So what they did was to join four states together. So we had Taraba, we had um, this former Gongola, what they call them now. There was Taraba, there was Bauchi, there was Gombe. Then this last, I'm trying to remember the last one, the last one that was with Taraba. So all the four states, we all did our orientation camp in Jalingo. So that was an opportunity first to know. So because of that, when the service started, I always find time to go to Gombe, find time to go. I remember going to Yakari Game Reserve because I was like, ah, here is Yakari Game Reserve. For where is it? I found out it was in Gombe. And I went, some of the couples I met at the camp. So I linked them and they went to Gombe. Then Meduguri, I went to Meduguri. I know I just, that's me. Just wanted to know everywhere around me. Yes, yes. Okay, so, um, so you, after you left them, Boaching now and then you came definitely back came back to Lagos. Yes, okay, I came so. back to Lagos. I had to because um, 
the man I married was waiting. I was not going to. He <laughs> wasn't going to give me a breathing space. In fact, during my NYC, we had done one introduction because you were like my dad used to joke then that ah, this one let her not go and go with one Ausa man or something, you know? Because I actually had a senior sister that was almost that almost got married, also served in Bochi. They almost got married to one Ausa guy. So my dad was like that person better than because he knows besides telling him that do whatever you have to do. I need to do want to take chances. So I had no choice. But if I'd left it to me and if it wasn't that I was engaged, maybe I would have stayed like two or three more years there. You know, just to explore more or something. That's my kind of person. I like to explore my environment a lot. Yeah. So but I had to come back and I got married a few months after. And then was it after marriage then got to into work at a hospital? Was that your yes. first job when you got back to Lagos? Yes, I worked at a hospital. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> my my dad my dad our retainership for our family actually was at a hospital. So when I got married, of course I stayed at home for a while. Then my dad was like, you have to go and start work. So and I felt okay. I wanted to join Lagos State, but about that time there was no dispensation. So my dad was like, you can't just stay at home. So just leave me because I started working in the hospital. And after a few years, I changed to Lagos State. Okay. So since it, it looks like your your trajectory has always been hospital, clinical pharmacy. <laughs> yes, yes. Was that the inclination you had right from when you were leaving school? Or how did you come into it? Well, surprisingly, no. Okay. When I was in school, I actually, you know, a lot of us wanted to be like rep. You know, I was looking forward to that rep job, you know, you have a car to yourself, if you have a driver and you're just enjoying, you know, that was some of the things I was now heard. Then I had, you know, some of these um, managers when they come around, you know, like um, some of them that were, they were with GSK, then um, the, not Swiffer now, the Roach. Roach and Co. They used to come around. They bring all the virus and the, the <laughs> and the souvenir. You know, they bring the virus. They bring the jotters and fans. You know, all these jackets. And we're like, ah, I'm like to walk. So that was actually what I wanted to do. But because I got married almost immediately, and I started the family almost immediately. Actually, I started from almost immediately. So I was like, will I be able to cope? So it became like that was the option. So I said that was how I started with um, clinicals. I'm not the line. I realize it's something that I love. Too. Okay, so I'd like to also get to when was the point where you now decided, okay, you're going to get a PhD, get a oh, master's in clinical oh, pharmacy. Ah, that one is very, very interesting. <laughs> you know, I told you I have an industrial path. Yes. You know, a marketing path, business path to me. So when I entered the hospital, and it was just like back then, it was just I'm talking about 20 something years ago. It was just dispensing, you know, there wasn't all this clinical clinical that is going on now. So just dispensing and I started getting bored. So I was like, and then I had this cousin that came around and was like, let's go to Dubai and buy stuff. So I traveled, bought stuff, opened a boutique. Started selling. I'll even go to banks. That's me for you. I'll go to banks and all these there are suits. In that time, that was the time when banks was really raining. I would go, I would you know, get suits. Sometimes I would even go to Lagos, get suits and go and sell to them there, you know, go back and collect my money end of the month and all those, all those. So I was just doing this and this was one day. 
the uh, this uh, the present DPS for primary health care board. I don't know whether you have heard of her, the farmer I always, I'm sure she will say, ah, my auntie, why are you mentioning me again if she gets to you about it? So she just come and just say, ah, auntie, auntie, what I know about you is not this just doing business and those messing. I have the feeling that there is more to you than this that you are doing. Why don't you do your masters? Sounds not like masters. It's not as if they are going to add anything next. I say, but there's no matter now. I see you cancelling people. When I come around, I see that when you are dispensing, you're the only one that takes your time to cancel. And I was just unconsciously, you know, I just want to make sure that this person is using it well. I go out of my way. Yeah, so I'm just, I was like, why don't you try? I said, okay. So I started my master's. Well, while I was doing master's, then some of the people in my class started talking about WAPCP. Ah, this is this. Ah, so I was like, WAPCP, what's the big thing about it? They, like, they have this clinical pharmacy about it. They, they have a clinical pharmacy union. They have um, public health. They have, you know, all these departments. So I said, but we're doing master's. How do combine it? We can combine it. Why not that? They have time uh, periods that they do lectures. So I decided to find out more about it. I said, so why not? So I started and I realized that there were some things I was gaining from there, so I was gaining some from my master's. And you know the interesting thing, when I was going to go for my master's, you know, because uh, master's in Lagos is full-time, so that means I'm going to have to take off one year from work. So when I faced what we call PMB, that's Personnel Management Board, and one of the uh, that, inter- that interviewed me now asked, that came from the... Uh, they came from uh, from the ministry. Yes, they came from the ministry establishment to be precise. They asked. They said they don't even have gone for masters, and most times when they come back, we don't see any difference. It's just they are still doing their normal dispensing and all those all those. What do you think you would do differently? So now I go to me. I said, but you are not. That's true. You do you want to come back and do the same thing? Make up your mind right now that this masters I'm going for, I want to be different. So I just I come to my head right in front of them. So I don't know just busy writing down. I was just I just said, well, I said I come back. I'm going to make sure it's different this time around. I would make sure I invite a lot of clinical I'll do what we'll do what rounds, make sure I get involved in the management of patients, especially when it comes to drug when when it comes to drugs. I'll try and see if I can get a specialty for myself. Yeah, my colleagues now just going on and on and on and on and on. So this thing was right, right, right. So I now finished I was now going back. I now told myself, say these things that you have said, you must follow these things and well, why not so during the master's program i was always in fact i was always good i was asking questions in class i'm sure some people will be like ah, this my your own plenty now which one you know so i want i just wanted to know all the things that will make me to function well and by the time i now finished and i went back and that i did exactly that so that was why i was the one that started world round in last suits because i came back at first i will take some colleagues along even the junior ones and as we're there, like one before we spent like one hour, everybody's tired. I'll just notice that everybody had disappeared. And I just I, I kept going on. I kept going on. And before you know it, you know, and because of like I said, I'm very sociable. So I started making friends with the doctors and on the line and I'll ask them questions about these things. So I got interested more. Anytime my free period, of course I wasn't um like a director then. So it means that I'm still Going to, I can't still just walk out. Yes, I still report people, so and I can't just walk out like that. So sometimes I will, when others have closed, I will stay behind and then go and review 
my patients and everything. So I just found out that I was really interested in these things. And then when patients and some of them say, like, thank you. Yeah, if not for you, yeah, because of this one that you did, because of then even the um, the junior doctors, the residents and co, they started consulting me for good investors. Yeah. My time they ask us uh, the next world round, uh, they ask us about this thing. Madam, please tell us uh, how do we do this? How do we do that one and everything? So it, it became so funny that sometimes we're not doing world round. In fact, how I, they were now allowing me to join the consultant world round. That one is if I go into that, it is they would even finish. Yeah, because I had to indirectly fight for it. I just, I most, most of the time, most of the world rounds before I was just doing them on my own. But one day I was just like, what is it? This consultant, I didn't know human beings. Why can't I join their rounds? Because that, that sometimes when I'm doing my rounds and some of the one junior um, doctor, um, doctor will just come, maybe a resident or someone will just come and say, hey, sorry, my name, we need our uh, we need our folder and everything. <laughs> so I'll give to them and we'll go. And they will write some things and in my head I'll wonder, why did they write this thing? You ask them questions, they will be behaving funny. So I just told myself, I said, okay. Maybe then when I um with sometimes when they are in their rounds, I'll pretend as if I'm doing something in the next maybe like the next patient the next so one, that I yeah. can be overhearing whatever they are saying. So from what I I'm just I'm itching to like say something's boy, but it's so occurred to me that that I don't really know much about that patient and I don't want to go and commit a blunder because one thing is as a clinical pharmacist, you don't just hear somebody say something and you're like, ah, that is wrong. I must, you know, you need to find out more about what, yes, find out more about that patient, find out more about some of the laboratory parameters, find out more about the clinical, whatever that the patient is going through before you can, so that you can make your intervention from evidence-based point of view and everything. So I know that I was taught all those ones during master, so I'll just hide and so I, I just got more curious. I'm like, I can do a lot. I mean, and this is why human beings. Why can't I just find the way? So I approached one of them while they were doing what I just said. They're like, ah, please, man. Unfortunately, the consultant was not around that day. Please, man, you can't just join them like that. This is no they were just on and on. So I said, okay, who is the consultant? They gave me, I now bet one of them, give me the number. So I called the consultant. I started my story. I'm doing this. You know the way it is when you think, ah, at least I have some, at least I have a degree that is. More, more than just my B farm now, you know. Yeah. So with confidence, I say hey, this is I I have a master's, um, well, and I'm already in my part two in WAPCP, and I just, you know, the was like, so what's what's that? What's all those story? I said I have a feeling I can call. He said, please, you can't. I didn't allow him rest. So I started targeting when I sing close to Wardra. I'll just when he's on Wardra, I'll just move close to him. I'll just be good afternoon. I was all that called you the other day. And they say, okay, thank you. So I'll just stand. You know, it will look somehow for you to just go away. So yeah. I understand. I decided, like, they, they might see like six patients. I might not say anything, you know, so but I'll just document something. So after a while, I'll now go to the, um, to the red, to the senior uh, residents and say, this and this and this and what I noticed. But I don't know. Maybe it is this way. But it's just that this is what I feel. So I'm like, ah. Do you are actually correct? So okay, I might this is so that gave me the confidence. So one day I just asked one of them to tell me when they will be in the meeting. You know, they always have one called mortality review. That time they review all their patients and everything. Then I admit my mind that nephrology and endocrinology. Because I realized that which is something that is very important that we need to look at. Why we think that they are really uh, high up there, especially when it comes to 
um, formations and you know this part of physiology and all those things for a particular branch because they have specialized. I know when you specialized in a particular thing, you just find out that your focus is towards that thing. And because you keep doing this thing over and over, it's just like now, if you if I'm even if I'm sleeping and you wake me, if I've not gone for one hour for like two weeks or even one month, if you wake me up and start telling me that this patient has this, 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 I will analyze. And by the time you look back and see, check some of the things you didn't check, you'll see. Even when uh, my pharmacist, they come to meet me to, when we're reviewing patients, I'll tell them this and this was in that case note, you didn't find out. Hey, we didn't, they say no, go back. And they will come back and say, yes, it was there. You know, because these are part of what you gain over time. Yeah. The, part of, the experience just becomes like, so that's what I've noticed about them. Because they ha- they pick a particular specialized area, it makes them to sort of excel so much yeah. in and that area. So, yeah, so I decided that, no, I'm not going to be jack of all trade. I'm master of none. I'm just going to pick some way and then make sure that I excel in that field, such that they can conveniently say that when it comes to this field, a pharmacist that we can call is this person. So based on that, I got when they were on road round and when they were doing that mortality review. So you can imagine the embarrassment. All of them were sitting and they were doing it. I now I knocked the door. Of course, they were wondering that we have filled up already. So I came in. I sat down in one corner. They were looking, but they could not say anything. So they just continued to. So I listened to it. That way, I was able to remember all the patients and everything. So the after doing that, so I then went back to meet the consultant that this and this and this and what I had. And since I'll be able to do that, I now say, okay, finally, what I can do for you is that the next maternity round, come. So that I would ask you questions in front of all the consultants. All the consultants, four consultants in that unit, all of them will be around. Do it not be that's me that is giving you the go ahead to come and do it. Come and um, join us and we'll do it. And you won't believe it. When I got there, they did their like chairs like a sample. <laughs> They all sat that was like a sack, and they now gave me a chair and asked me to sit in the middle. Wow. They now said that, okay, so start. Convince us why you should join our consultant. Can you imagine? But something in me already told me that that might likely work. So I had overnight. Then my, my last baby was even still small. I, I didn't sleep. I went through so many things, rows of pharmacists in nephrology and endocrinology units. Rows of, rows of endocrinology pharmacists. How this, I had gone through so many. I already have all the things. My fingertips. So I just, that's how I just started. As this one is asking, I'm asking. As this one is asking. I think what the other. Hmm. We think we need you. <laughs> that they, they are finally concluded that they need you. Know, I'm feeling I've never been so happy. Do you know, I forgot myself. I jumped up in front of all of them. And in my, their mind, so all of them just said, well, I'm, come, wait. Are they going to give you anything extra for this? I said, no. I said, in fact, I know that what you have even done for me is that you have even kept me on my toes. I'm going to even have to convince you for that. But that you are able to see my little efforts and understand. I said, that is all I need from you. You know, and... Before you know it, it came like that. I had to now start convincing some of my colleagues to, you can do it, you can do it. Some still will fidget and everything. You don't know everything. But one thing I always used to bamboos them, like some of my colleagues will joke about is from kinetics and from dynamics. You can't, you, you, fans, you can't be wrong, you understand, when it comes to that. Because that's our own field. So most drugs that we use in nephrology and endocrinology 
I try to get the basic pharmacokinetics of them. They are protein bind, the percentage of protein binding, the site of um, action, how long the C marks, you know, um, the VD, and all, all those two things for our immunosuppressants, for example, now that we use after transplants. Most of, most of them, I'll tell you the value that a patient should have in the body at a particular time. These things are analyzed in the lab, but I know the value. So when they bring the results, I can tell them, with this, we need to adjust this dose. We need to do... So those are the kind of things. Nobody wants to come and meet you and ask you that, what do you have to contribute? You are the ones that will come and you have to contribute. And when they decided that I should be their coordinator, they just, on their own. We want you to coordinate this transplant for us because they felt that all the things that they needed, we're doing it. That was the time we had an issue. We had an issue with our transplants where we could not get, um, there is this fluid that we call plasma fluid. You understand? And that plasma fluid is even special in the sense that that's where we put the kidney, where we bring it out. We tried, we always import it. We could not get anywhere else. Did anybody import it in? The few, the ones that have said they wanted to use it. So I went with my team. We researched what and what are the, the combination. Yes, yes. And the composition and everything. We found out that they were just fluids, uh, praying, adrenaline, this, this, this. And we got all these things together. And we prepared it. And kept because it has to be very, very cold. We kept it you know, with the normal saline and everything. We kept it in the fridge. And this operation was successful. At the end of the day, we made it available immediately after the nephrectomy. Means that you know, so these little little things. I think we we're having a calorie, uh, acidosis too with one of our patients was becoming a problem. We had to find a way of, com of um, compounding things. You know, those are the kind of things that you bring to the table that make people know that yes, you really are a specialist in this field and everything. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you didn't ask for this, this one. Is just, no, no, if this is really it's just that I'm passionate. I'm yeah. passionate. Why are you passionate about something? You just it want to. Yes, you always want to talk. Really but, but there's a lot that we can do as pharmacists. Yeah. And sorry to take you back again, but it's really interesting to kind of see what happened in that situation. So I want to know how it kind of made you feel like having been brought within that space where a number of people were they all men to start with? In terms of we had one, yes, there was one. No, we had two, two consultants that were female. Then the male were about three, yeah, then okay. three. But then we had the senior regs too. They were all there. And were, yeah. yeah. So, but how, how did it feel at that time? Because it must have felt like a panel. Yes, that was so, so exactly. <laughs> I exactly. It actually felt like a panel. But when I was doing masters, you know. I don't know, Unilag, when you're doing masters in clinical pharmacy, you have to keep making presentations. So okay. I wasn't really surprised and everything. So we make presentations. Even when we're doing our clinical, when we're doing clinical clerkship in the wards, with our, as we're doing masters, we're doing clinical clerkship, some of the medics were taking us there. And they asked us questions. So I was not surprised. In fact, then there was a scenario when I was doing my masters. Anytime I remember that, I just laughed. When the like, maybe like the second week that we were posted to endocrinology for clerkship when we we're doing masters, so we went there. Then, um, this senior reg, I've forgotten his name, I used to remember his name, but I've forgotten his name right now, was the one that took us around and everything. So, that was the time when DPP4 
the, that's the dipeptidal peptidase from uh, inhibitors yeah. was uh, just came out. So he, he, he of course, most of us knew only metformin, um, the sulfonylureas, and insulin, and you know, we didn't really know the new ones. Yeah, Akabos, I think we know Akabos ahead, so it's kind of, but that the BB4 just came out that time the DPP4 and then the GLP1. So he just so he now asked us a question about uh, so what can we use for these drugs? Well, just they are saying hey, you can use metformin this dose, you can use this one, this one, wait. And just we just see the day, you say pharmacist, we'll load do people. <laughs> so we just open our mouth. He said, tell us about DPP4. So are you not saying that you can't say all of them are like DPP4? What's that? You understand because it's his field. And you know, in fact, because of that, up to today, I have um should I say some journals that I subscribe to. I have some journals that I subscribe to that gives me information on any new drugs for and in, in endocrinology or nephrology stem. So he just so he went on, he abdos everything. Ah so I got yourself pharmacist. And some of you have been working since you don't even know this drug. This drug meanwhile the drug I think the drug was come out like two weeks before. How we felt bad. So as we we're leaving the world, luckily I had these two other people in my um, group that were very passionate. So we told ourselves, you know what you're going to do? You read about this. You read about this drug. You read about read about contraindications. Read about the biochemistry of the drug. Read about the, the pharmacokinetics. Read about pharmacodynamics. Read about mechanism of action. Read about this, 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 this. So the next time we we're not going well. Prepared for him, <laughs> so he came. He was feeling cool. We saw another patient. That's how he asked. Uh-huh. So, what about this patient? That's how we started. We started. I said, eh? What happened to all of you? <laughs> you know, because we felt so bad. Ah, and the doctor be yapping us on top of drugs. You understand? Yeah. That is the kind of we we gave him. But at the point, we were just like, okay, let's just leave that one. Okay, <laughs> so uh, you make our presentation. And any time, because we present them to the doctors, yeah. they, when they have their presentation, they will now um, slate, um, they, they will give us a slot that we should come and present. And we always make sure we present our own that we saw well that even at the point they used to tell their other, the medical doctors that, see, did you see how the pharmacist presented their own? We will make sure that we, when, if we're, if anytime any presentation we do, We'll make sure that it's a case that we're talking about, and the case will break down the case. You know, that particular case study will break it down and look at it, and then tell them about mechanism of the action. Tell them about the drug drug interaction that will likely occur. Tell them about. So they now started one day. One of them just forgot himself. When uh, immediately we finish, and one doctor now presented. So you. Don't bet. Did you see our pharmacist? Pharmacist, though, <laughs> even pharmacist, you understand. So it's always there's always a room to example. It's just that you just have to make up your mind. So when I came in and I saw all of them, of course, at first I was like, what? I didn't, I didn't know this boy was going to be But almost immediately, I saw them. And today I do a lot of presentations. I've gone to do presentation in FIP before. There is no even the world, <clears throat> world pharmacology congress. Because I did uh, research with one one uh, pharmacologist, one clinical pharmacologist, a doctor. I did the research with him, and he couldn't go. So, yeah. And he asked us to come and make oral presentation on you know, World Pharmacology Congress in South Africa. That was Cape Town. I went there. I climbed the stage. There are thousands of people all over the world. And I did my thing. It was that moment I am the one in charge? Yeah. So I just yeah, answered my questions when I so. 
I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I can't, I don't know which, uh, anybody will be there that I will be a fool or something. No, I will always, and I've, I think I've groomed myself when it comes to certain things. So, somehow I survived because I just concentrated on whatever it is they were asking. And of course, some things that I don't know that they ask, I will always find a way around it. Yeah. So at the end of the day, they just notice that and this person has something to like offer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, something to offer. And I think that's very important. Oh, this is really interesting. I'm, I'm totally enjoying this conversation. So you pioneered the multidisciplinary world round. Yeah. Here, yeah. And then you. World round, and we did things around specialized patient counseling for people in diabetes wow, care, which I still do. Yeah. I enjoyed that one so much. And and then you consistently talked about specialization for people who are in clinical pharmacy. So for young pharmacists now that are looking to probably go into clinical pharmacy and they want to do it as something that would be their career, which is kind of been your career from where you started, what advice would you have for people like that? Okay. And my advice is, first, they have to be interested in that. That's, that should be their interest. Because if you are not really interested, you will get to a point when you will feel, can I go? You understand? You can be overwhelmed. Let me put it that way. But when you are so much interested and you are passionate, you need to be passionate about patient care. Because, um, especially at the early parts, I know for young pharmacists, because they still report to a lot of people, so they might not be able to go all out and do the but you must be determined to go the extra mile. Just like I told you about, like you want to come early and check if you are lucky that in your hospital you are able to assess patients. You know, in non hospitals, that they are giving that free hand to yeah. enter the worlds and be able to do their thing so it does not have to necessarily be a consultant around the loop can just go there and find out but most importantly confidence you must develop that confidence within you because there are times when um, some people want to rubbish you you understand but you don't take it to heart if you take it to heart you definitely lose your focus just know that see that because Sometimes when you're in the world and you're when you're on when you're on world rounds and you see even the um, the consultants and the knowledge messing up the junior ones, even their own medical people too. But that's not stop. Some of them that they messed up that time are consultants today. Do you understand? So we should not see it as why why is this person behaving like this to me? Just know that you have a focus and you have somewhere that you are going. So and most importantly, you need to keep updating reading updating and reading to get information current information you understand go to sites at your free time go to sites download some applications there, there are lots of applications that apart from escape such things when you have such applications on your phone they make things a lot easier for you because you can easily assess and find out a lot about things that you want to do but most important, like I've said, that determination has to be there. You have to be determined that this is what I want to do. You have to be passionate. You have to show interest. You have to be willing and wanting to be involved in patient care. You understand? that, And you have to be patient. You have to be patient to help take care of patients. 
Yeah. Yes, that's what I always tell people. You have to be patient to be able to take care of patients, you know. But at the end of the day, it's rewarding. Rewarding, maybe in the morning, not immediately. But there are times when people tell you that, ah, because you did this and this and this, I was able to feel better, you know. And there have been cases where we have helped to save some people from getting their legs amputated. When it is such a situation, once in a while, some of them still, they just send the message, ah, madam, my leg is still okay, I'm still moving around. Thank God that you helped out then, you know. So just just by telling them that you have to do the remain, make sure you get these drugs. At times when you use your money to even buy drugs for patients. So, but that outcome goes a long way when you see that the patients get better. Yeah. So that's, those are just the things. Determination, you have to be determined, you have to be passionate, you have to be interested in helping with patient care and you have to be confident. And I think you also mentioned that they also have to stay updated with. You have to stay updated. What, Very important. Happening. Yes, you have to stay updated with what is happening. Yes. All right. Yeah. So while we were speaking earlier, you talked about being um, vice president for fans. Yes. Currently, you are still part of a lot of professional organizations. So yeah, a <laughs> PSN fellow. I thought you were not going to get there. <laughs> Uh, definitely, we cover you from that. Remember, you're a member of the Royal Pharmaceutical Society of Great Britain. You're a member of the American Society of Transplantation. Yeah. You're a member of the International Pharmaceutical Federation. And um, International all Diabetes Federation. Okay, IDF too, yeah. And you're yeah. also a fellow of WAPCP. We'll go to that <laughs> when we move further. But I just want to know what, what kind Currently of. Currently, like, the chairman of. Association of Hospital and Administrative Pharmacists. Yeah, I, I had everything. I thought I mentioned that when we started speaking. Okay, so you're, you're, you're involved in all these organizations. Um, I want to really look at what exactly the relevance of being in these places is. Because I know to a large extent it must have affected your career trajectory. It must have affected how you think, how you do things. So how is it relevant? Why should people get involved in things? Thank you very much. It feels very relevant because they help you to um, to really know how you want to move. Do you understand? In terms of, for, for example, the FIP. When I was going to start FIP, I did, I, I did a research work with somebody and somebody was like, the, this, uh, why don't you send this abstract to FIP? I did. And when I sent it, and the way, you know, that acceptance helped because there were some things, they wanted me to correct some things, they make some adjustments, which I did and everything. And that's, you know, helped me to want to do more of such, you understand? So, but the truth is that getting involved in all these things, there's always um, a lot that you can learn from it because they are constantly making sure that you are updated. You can't be a member without updating yourself because sometimes when you want to renew they you know they send they send you some questions sometimes that they want you to answer so that they will know that you are staying um you are, you are updated yeah, always yeah. yes with everything you are doing and and um so one of the things advantage too is that they have over the even uh, like royal pharmaceutical society for example they are constantly sending maybe like um, evidence-based current information about disease management 
to those are part of the advantage that you get there. They will send you some of the um, some of the research work that are currently going on. They will let you know, even if it's in stage D, stage that, you know, and that way you stay updated. Do you understand? And yeah. when there is opportunity, sometimes when there is opportunity for them, maybe they want to do like um, they want to do like sponsorship for some of their conferences. You can you put in, and they know that you're a member, and you can just say that well, I'm from Resource Limited, right. uh, yes, and I would love to get advantage. I would love to learn this and this, and because you are a member, they will look at it, and you can have that opportunity. For example, the the practice experience that I had in University of Chicago, it was on the auspices of FIP, and I was there for three months in Chicago, just over, just um, studying. We call it shadowing, shadowing pharmacists and um, nephrology pharmacists, nephrology pharmacist and transplant pharmacist. And trust me, I used the opportunity to shadow somebody that is in critical care. <laughs> because I found, because apart from the fact that she's Yoruba, she's Nigerian. So we met during some of the, um, because they always have, um, they always have all these um, clinical meetings, like seminars within the whole hospital, in the pharmacy units. I met with her and was able to do that. I, I shadowed administrative pharmacists too, because they have their own administrative pharmacists like, a consultant's a consultancy program separately just like you have all this nephrology and ophthalmology yeah. they have administrative pharmacy some people are doing consultancy in administrative, administrative pharmacy alone so i used that opportunity to to shadow but it was because i was a member of fip so and i wrote on that hospices for them to i said well, i would like to gain practice experience in nephrology pharmacy and they got somebody for me that was going to them I was able to do so, so so some of those are some of the advantages that you get from being members of such um, associations. Yes. So um, this it was this year you became um, chairman of um, association of hospital and administrative pharmacists, the Lagos chapter. Yes. So how was that journey? How has it been like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know that they always say that when there are some things that some things will come up that when people think this is your time, we want you. This is the time we want you and they will call on you. No, but don't think it's like all these politicians that will say, ah, my people want me. And because of that, that's why I'm coming to you. <laughs> yeah. But, no, quite a, a lot of people felt that I have a lot of experience that I can bring to the table. And like I said, because I've always been, the PSN Lagos, I was an ESCO. Two times, yes. No, even PSN, and the ESCO, uh, member of ESCO. That was the time I was a social... And so you see that I like social. <laughs> there was the time I was social secretary. There was the time I was the I was one of the um, um, unofficial member. That's for PSN Lagos. Yeah. Then apps too. I was a, I was a two-time ESCO member for apps. So I've always been listening. And I decided to rest a while that I don't want to be a member of any ESCO because I felt I had quite so a lot. Yes. In my plates and everything, but they, everybody kept saying that. Especially the former chairman, everybody felt that they needed somebody to continue whatever it is that is going on there. And I feel that this is my association. Hospital pharmacy is my is my first call when it comes to anything. So why not? Let me come <laughs> around and 
come and put in my best to and contribute my own quota to it. And since I got there, I've always been screaming my specialists. We have to be specialists. We all have to be clinical pharmacists. Yeah. Yeah, yes, because our impact has to be felt. And I can assure you, we're bringing up a lot of programs that would make you know that, yes, pharmacist, we have come of each. Yeah, so that, yeah that's great. It's really very important because I feel like even outside the hospital setting within other healthcare professionals and how they relate with us as pharmacists, I think it will even also help patients a lot more. Yes. Patients will get more value for mm-hmm. the healthcare yeah. they receive and yeah. all that. So that, that's great. And so um, another thing I wanted to look at is for someone that does not know, how does one become a fellow of WPCP? How does one become a PSN fellow? <laughs> so if someone is aspiring, I'm seeing all these people being compared with their fellowship. How can I get there? <laughs> For WPCP, that one is straightforward. You read, ne? You read. That's the you read. I want to say read. You read. And now they have incorporated quite a lot of other things into it that uh, makes it to be more more robust they have a very robust program actually i have to agree with it because i'm also um, a lecturer yeah. with wpcp i lectured the last sets that graduated i took some of the courses that they had to do with can we call it cardio rena endo yeah. so yes i was involved in one of in some of their lectures and the truth is that um, what what one needs come fellow is that just go through all the steps they have now they have like primaries one year so after the primaries and you pass you now start part one the part one is two years immediately after the part one now is when you do the residency and the residency depending on whether it's public health clinical um the what yeah, the i think there's also drug production there is um, administrative too and everything but if it's clinicals for example you have to use six months in the hospital and depending on the specialty that you want to go into you do that then come back then again you come back again to do another three months so they're trying to make it to because it will help that's part of what helps the medics to function well in the hospital because they have that background clinical setting they are ready like in the wards most of the time so they're able to um, they're able to blend easily when they come out and they, they, they do a lot with that so if you're able to go through that and you pass you pass your part one you go to part two you pass your part two you do your projects do your residency projects and all other things that goes with it then you pass you become a fellow <laughs> so that one is purely academic exercise yeah but for psn fellowship hmm, that one what I remember is that when I did eventually put in for it, the form is about 20 something pages. Wow. So you <laughs> have to have, really want it. You really have to want it. And each um, each um, aspect or section is full. You have to, all the, um, all the different PSN, PSN committees that you have the members, PSN technical groups, they have remembers what you have done there with proof. They write you have to have proofs there. All the things you were able to do at different levels. So all these things will come up. There is a committee that will sit on it. And that's why you seem to see that most of the people are a bit um they are above average in age. Yeah. 
because you would have put in so much yes yes because the form i can assure you it took me almost one week to fill that form out <laughs> you and by the time in fact you have to make booklet the booklet can be as 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 this it's like wow. phd thesis i'm telling you <laughs> they have to go through and you know, just it's just your contribution to the society that will bring you up to that that oh, that that's great i like to also look at um, relationships that kind of have helped people get to where they are so definitely uh, when on the ladder to success one cannot get there alone so i want to know what, what kind of what what, what what people have really been impactful to kind of help catalyze your journey and move you forward? Were there mentors, were there sponsors and things around that? Mm. First and foremost, well, I'm a Christian, so I'll first of all give thanks to God because at least He gave me the the grace. Because there's nothing you can do if you're not given the grace to be able to a lot of people have aspired and desire to do things. But somewhere along the line, they are not. But somewhere along the line, they are not able to do it. Do you understand? So, but uh, well, after um, that aspect, that the the fact that God gave me the grace, my husband too. He like I can always joke about him. I told him that because um, now I'm, I'm about starting my page. Oh, I have started. So. Okay, he's, he's very inspired, <laughs> exclusive. So he's, he's, um, he's somebody that inspires me a lot. I, I'm sure you know that he was once the chairman of um, PSN Lagos and he's into all this uh, PSN thing. He, asked, he was even a candidate one time for PSN National President yeah. and everything. So. He, he he keeps telling me he has this way of always inspiring me and always pushing, always telling me you can do it. You understand? So I think that's really up. Sometimes when I'm like, this people want me to do this. Hey, how do I combine this one? He will tell, he will tell me you. You are somebody that can multitask a lot, and I know you can do it. So just keep doing it. And before I know it, I see myself doing it. You understand but when it comes to mentor within the hospital i have this friend that is a doctor a pharmacologist let me just put that with a pharmacologist a physician he also I, I, I my story will not be complete at any time if i if i don't mention him he's a it's somebody that is if i right now is the should i say the chairman of um there's this body they, that world congress of pharmacologists i told you about yeah. Is the chairman of a session, a very important session there. You understand? And when I was going to do something like antibiotic stewardship, he encouraged me. And when they were going to pick the whole of um, Africa, they were going to pick from just about six countries, and they picked from Nigeria. They picked just me and him. You understand? For the whole of Nigeria, that's that's the kind of person he is. He also he also encouraged me a lot. I we we started doing things together like about almost 14 years ago now and those 14 years has been the kind of person that will just tell you that you have not done any research in the last six months to share you know that's the kind of person who tell you tell you, you have, well, where, where, which data do you have now you know you're supposed to you know you're, you're supposed to, continue to continue yes you understand that that kind of thing and he's always pushing you understand that, that one too has really helped and then but in the pharmacy profession so when you look at 
um, people like Larry Badley that have achieved so much. And, you know, when I listen to him, I say that this is a person that is focused. And he wants he, that particular field that he has chosen for himself is is too true to it, sort of. And that um, with everything, even he told us I had to even resign just to um, just to go after his dreams. Let me do it that way. Well, because my dream has always been clinical. That's why that's why I have stayed on it. And there was a time we we got talking and he told me that this clinical, since you seem to be doing too well, why don't you stick to why don't you focus on it? Why don't you make a success of it? And that has kept me going. To to tell you, I've had several opportunities to be a PS. That's exclusive to be a PS, but yeah. I've always been locked out. A lot of people will be disturbing me. Submit your document here from Lagos, the very good, your director, your this, your that. But I always, I, I will be thinking that would be like all just an administrative thing. Yeah. Do I really want to do that? Do I? Of course, it's going to be with, come with a lot of money, a lot of money. But um, I'm always, you understand, I'm always following your passion. Because I'm like, why do I just want to go and sit in one office and just be dishing orders and everything? I won't see my patient. I won't be able to analyze cases. I won't be able to discuss with passion. So that's the kind of um, thing. So it's just, like I told you, just men, like, uh, okay, dude, like, what down road, um, like, uh, what's the name of this thing? The WhatsApp group. I created a WhatsApp group for diabetic patients and honestly during the covid at the height of the covid when patients call me patients that were on that one because they couldn't go to the clinics anymore and i was sort of like their medical yes i was like their consultant medical and pharmaceutical and some of them would chat me privately just to be praying just to be thanking me and i didn't lose any of them I didn't. Some of them will advise. Should I take vaccine? This one will advise. Should I continue taking my dose? Can I go out? Can I do this? What do I do? I kept giving, you know, looking for information on my COVID-19 and diabetic patient, COVID-19 and nephrology, how diabetic patient can, you know, body of information. And I still have, because most of them are not so literate. So I still have to sort break of break it down, break the information down, rewrite it, then post it there and all those. I mean, what other thing motivates you and wants you to do more than that? And they will call you in the middle of the night and just keep praying for you. You understand? And they keep, you know, I, I, I don't even know the word to use. As far as I'm concerned, the outcome of the, the outcome of the disease management, the, um, the, um, the clinical, whatever I see with my patients, motivates me a lot it does honestly it does wow. that's that, that's so much to take in so i think uh, we can now probably begin to wrap up with I, I want to kind of know are there any failures setbacks or challenges within the these 27 plus years that have really shaped how your career has moved on of course of course yeah. of course um, i mean Life always has zone ups and downs, right? Yeah. Yes, it has. But 
in all, God has really been very faithful. I think I will consider myself very lucky. To the glory of God, I've not really had any serious setback. But one major setback I had one time, but I didn't allow you allow it to, to take me, me to weigh me down, to take me down and to the glory of God. I'm where I am now was when I went for my master's. You know, with this with the passion I told you that I went for the master's after um, going through the interview and everything and promising myself that I'll come back and everything. I, when I was leaving for my master's, I was in, I was work, I was the um, head of unit for pharmacy for pediatric pharmacy. And before I left for my master's, I was always doing um I say health talk to the parents. Uh, to the yeah to the caregivers yeah. you know because it's pediatrics i will carry all these things uh, all the different kinds of uh, bottles and everything this is how to meet this is how to do this, this is how to do that so with that i felt that oh, okay so let me do my project in pediatrics you know so i came back for my project and then, not knowing that behind my back a lot of things were going on you know so well, the longer short story was that when I came back after doing so many things in terms of the pediat- pediatrics, whatever, I even did some online courses even while I was there. Some of the lecturers introduced me, so just to make sure that when I go back, I'm really into the pediatrics. So when I got back, a lot had gone behind my back, you understand, yes. And I got back and I remember my HOD calling me telling me that there is no unit where we can put you. I mean, what could be more shocking? I'm like, I thought pediatrics, I just said, no, somebody's there. There's no units. But well, if you can just, let's just find a table somewhere for you and just sit down there and let's see how it goes. It was, it was a major, I almost broke down. Like, but something I just told myself, I said, no, you can't give up. You promised that yeah, you were going to make, yeah, so something can be done. So I looked around, I looked around. Luckily, I now noticed that the, a person in the uh, drug information, you know, way drug information centers would be, would just be one table and one chair somewhere there. So and then maybe some magazines that were donated and everything. So but I know, but I just note, I noticed that that unit was with junior staff that was there. So I, I asked my agent, can I, um, just stay in this unit? And I said, okay, at least you are senior to the person. Okay, you can stay with the person, and. Uh, to God be the glory, I changed that unit around. In fact, it was while I was in the DIC, I wrote for a lot of things to be installed into the place, followed it up, I was talking about it. I started giving, uh, giving out information on my own, you know, right? I even, I said, I even went as far as getting somebody to interpret mm-hmm. some things. So I'll, I'll, I'll make <laughs> information leaflets. In fact, that was when I started the diabetes clinic. I'll make information clear leaflets and looked which clinic would really need a lot of counseling because I had a lot of time on my hands. Yeah. I wasn't in any units where they were dispensing or doing anything. So I'll just carry all these information leaflets and I'll go there, I'll share them, I'll talk to them and everything. From there, some companies started calling me to come and do presentations for them. Started collecting some small small In fact, I was struck the first time everybody gave me something. From there, one company would tell this company and I was busy. So what people that felt that ah, the other unit felt like ah, this small unit again, like what has she done with it and everything? <laughs> and you know, so from there, by the time they took me from there, it was another unit. And the thing I showed the story was that I felt bad at first, but 
don't just turn everything around because I was dogged. I was determined. I mean, it would have been. That's why I said when you were asking me about what the junior ones uh, can do, how they can reach that. I said it's not going to be enough, but they have to be determined. Yeah. You understand? And that yeah. anything that comes your way or any setback or whatever, you don't allow you to determine oh, what. Yeah. Well, yes, you that focus. That focus. Once where you are going should just be your focus. Just see it as a kind of distraction, and see how you can walk around it, so that you go around and then come to your focus and then move your way. And we got to on the side. What can be done? So we just well, thank God. Yeah, that said, but yeah, and there, but but what is important is that you determine to make yes, make a success of whatever it is that comes along. That's interesting. So, I think if you could change anything, like this period of time that you have been in your career, too, is there any one thing you would say if you could change something? If I could change something, I would have loved to have started early. You know, I told you at the time I was just doing business. Yeah. Before, you know, somebody, um, the person that I told you now said, why don't you do this? I would have loved to have started early, maybe like two, three, four years after a service or something. But yeah. eventually, my when I did my master's when I was like 41. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so I actually started my clinical career, career at the age of 41. So, that's about No, was it forty one? Yes, twenty eleven. Twenty eleven to yes, forty one because now I'm going to be fifty three. So that would be yeah, like, uh, yes. so you can imagine that I finished school since. I mean, finished school at the age of twenty four or so. Yeah. So for me to now be starting masters. In, at the age of 41. Well, 15 plus years. Yes. Yes. So if there's anything I would have I would have loved to have started early enough. But oh, I still thank God. Some people started quite early and they still well, not yes. <laughs> or maybe they're not even able to achieve that in a short time. So and that's just this um, that, that just confirms the fact that when you are passionate you get you, you, are, you just you just get there. You just get there. The focus. I keep saying it. Once they are focused, what somebody has dragged and taken to know can get there within a short time because you have their focus. So, so that's the only thing I want to change. That's okay. all you know. <laughs> I, I really don't think there's anything I want to change. Yeah, I thank so, God for Alpha. Yeah. He has brought me. Yeah. It's yeah. very interesting. So, um, about the boutique, you said, Ooh. is it still in operation currently? Yeah. Interesting. So, do you still I'm maybe engage in the day sometimes? So many okay, wow. But yes. then there are definitely people who are managing this of course, aspect of the Yeah, so that's. I love fashion, so that's where yeah. the boutique thing came. And then we're going into that right now the social <laughs> things, what you do for fun, ah, and then how you actually really came back because you're doing so many things, a lot of things. <laughs> mm, so, so. You have to, it keeps, it keeps you alive, actually. It keeps your life. If you are just the fickle type, you'll be boring. Even <laughs> some some other people that would uh, naturally would have interacted with you, they'll be like, this person is boring. You understand? And meanwhile, it's during the social interaction that you gain some things. Yeah. It's from that social interaction that some 
you know, some of yeah, some opportunities will come up. Do you understand? So we have to find a way of balancing the whole thing. Yeah. Alright, so that's great. Um, we're getting to the close now, so these ones are rapid fire questions. We're not going to waste any time on them. <laughs> what do you mean by rapid fire questions? Yeah, so I'll ask the questions and then right, just immediately, you don't have to think about it, just <laughs> answer the question. Um, so it's not, it's not really, it's not serious, it's just... Oh really? <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah, just interesting things. So, I think the first one I always start with is the best career advice you've received in probably seven to ten words, as short as you can make it. In pharmacy too? In just all around, like through your journey, what was the best career advice you kind of got that really must have been impactful and put you where you are today? Yeah, anyway, the, the best is anywhere you, anywhere you find yourself, make sure that your impact is felt. At any time, and that's I think the best advice I've held to it. I don't. All right, great. So, I think uh, you kind of have answered this before, but let me see if there's a change in what you're going to say with this one. So, what one thing do you know now that you wish you knew earlier when you were starting? That I can that that I can do so much. I wish I knew I can do so much, and that way. Maybe I would have started early. earlier than, yes, earlier than Yeah, so if we can mention one person that had the most significant influence on your career from the start to this time. One person? Been? Yes, one person. My husband. <laughs> my husband, my husband, my husband, my husband, my husband. That guy is phenomenal. We keep fighting. I'm like, do you want me to start living? You, do you want to live your life through me? It's like, these are the things you wanted. Why are you always wanting me to do these things and this and anytime i'm not enjoying that thing you say you see and me while we're like forcing you to do it so i i, I think it's the one honest That's honestly so yes, marry the right person. <laughs> yeah yes marry the right person yes marry the right person that's all right so that will motivate you always oh great so if we had a pot now and wanted to use that pot to cook a successful career what are the three main ingredients that you are going to put into that pot? Confidence. Passion. Determination. Confidence, passion, determination. And I think it ties in a lot into you yes. saying you're a go-getter. Yes, go-getter, yes. Actually yes, because when you are determined, you have yeah, focused and you just go for your goal. So last one is um, Dr. Dupai from um, twenty years, from twenty-seven plus years ago. She's looking back at you today. What would she be saying to you? That's my dad. You have not disappointed me. Wow. <laughs> you look back and say yes, you have not disappointed. That, that, that's a great one. So I think one thing that I missed out on earlier that I should have actually looked at is is there an exit plan at any point in time? There's still a long way to go. No, the long way, it's yes. Yeah. That's not the long way, it's yes that we don't scroll in any moment. <laughs> um but, um part of it, like I told you, um I started my uh, PhD. Part of what I have in mind of wanting to do that because the few people that knows that that's why what you want to do it and everything. 
is should I say my part of the exit plan actually so that maybe like a part-time lecturer wants to keep this brain Okay, because yes, because we can't afford <laughs> to just so allow the brain to just go and sleep like that. No, there's so much the brain can still do. So, we still want to, um, you know, share the knowledge and keep pushing and then help the young ones to grow and develop that passion also, so that the pharmacy profession. And I hope you know my. I have a daughter as a pharmacist, right? No, I Wow. My first daughter is a pharmacist. A wow. full pharmacist. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think we didn't really go into most of the. Yeah, yeah. Okay, she's a pharmacist. Yes. She's a pharmacist. She finished for me, like. Family or pharmacy? <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm. And I have another one now that wants to. Also be a pharmacist. Wow, interesting. Then I'm trying to persuade <laughs> and to do something as well. You are doing well in pharmacy, also want to do well as it's not uh, automatic. <laughs> right. I guess I must be doing something right for them yes. to be interested. Yeah. Yes, I, I, absolutely. I, absolutely. When I also even got the um, contact and someone said, I'll be able to reach out to you, and I was like, How, how would it happen? How would it happen? And very welcoming. So, thank you so much, man. Thank you, man, for actually agreeing to do Always this ready to share knowledge. <laughs> to share. So at the end of every episode, one thing I always try to do is um, live with a quote. So the quote for today's episode is from Paul Quirrell. It says, when we strive to become better than we are, everything around us becomes better too. Yes, and our I think... best. <laughs> it's just better. It's very best. Yeah. I've been very lucky. Almost everybody, like not almost everybody, everybody that has been on Spotlight has embodies the quotes for the day so i am so proud that this is happening again so thank you so much man yeah, i'm really happy to be doing this <laughs> yeah but so any last words for young pharmacists people uh, starting in their yes, career young young pharmacists oh well i would like to say don't despair don't um size days or small beginning don't don't um don't finish before you start have an open mind. Find out your passion and just go after it and be the best that you can be there. Before you know it, the not apart from the recognition, the money and everything will come. I can assure you that now I do presentation for some companies where I collect hard currency. Let me just put it that way. So you will definitely get there. Just dare to be different. And make sure that you reach your goal. Be focused. And it will be well with you. Yeah, once again, thank you so much. And I think that that's as much as we can take on this episode. I, I wish you could actually have gone a lot longer. But I need to respect the time. We've overshot the time a lot. So um, if you've enjoyed this episode, can you leave a rating everywhere you listen to podcasts and also share the episode because that's the only way people can find us. So if you enjoy it, share this conversation so someone else can also learn and really develop their career from it. Once again, subscribe to Pharma Buzz, flagship initiator of PSNYPG. It's at psnypg.substack.com. 
and endeavor to follow on Instagram at PSNYPG and on Twitter at PSN-YPG. So until next time when I am back with another episode, this was the voice of Nelson and um, Dr. Oyawale on this one. So thank you Bye, so much. Bye everyone. <laughs> All right, yeah.